player. And welcome to a versus player, the podcast about games, life, and everything in between. I'm Jono. I'm Joe. And there is no Jace. Where's Jace? Jace's special assignment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hope he's having fun. We do miss you, buddy. But in honor of you being away, we thought we'd continue our launch run-up uh, retrospective as we look at all the fun things around the launch of a new console, especially with the Xbox Series X slash S and the PS5 coming up. Joe, any updates on the pre-order saga? You know what, Jono? This time next week, it won't just be a pre-order saga. It will be completion. I'll be picking it up. I hope so. Oh, man, it better be. I will be so disappointed. Um, This Friday, I'm planning to go and, or either Friday or Saturday, go and um, do my exchange of my Xbox um, One and do the kind of whole fast pass with the, I'm going to pay it all off, trade in some games. Uh, if the games kind of get me more money than eBay, I've got an idea of what games I have and what value they are on eBay Ooh. compared to Actually, what EB Games uh, kind of gives me. Let's talk about that later because if there's anything you've got that I'd like to steal off you, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> After the podcast, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> um, but look, no, I'm, I'm, I'm super pumped. I love the idea that, like I said, next podcast, I'll be playing Tetris on my new Xbox. <laughs> Which actually brings to a very interesting topic for this week's podcast. I was thinking we're going to do something a little different this week. Jace is away so that we get to play. Um, We're going to talk about the games that we got on launch with consoles in our past. How's that sound to you? Uh, That sounds awesome. And, you know, the funny thing about that, we said this, I think, two podcasts ago. Like, with the launch of these new consoles, like, with the launch of the Xbox Series consoles... Has there ever been a console launch with access to so many games on day one? I don't think there ever has been. No. Surely not. Because, you, yeah, we'll go through well, some of our, our, our launch um, history, but yeah, I, I'm going to be kind of spoiled for choice in terms of my backwards, you know, um, back catalogue, which I, I know isn't as cool as the brand new games, but yeah. I, I, I heard recently, like some of the some of the specs with some of the old games, the way they, they updated them. Um, I think it was Red Dead, not Red Dead, sorry, The Witcher, the yeah. late Witcher Three, which is the latest one, right? Yeah. Witcher Three. Yeah. Um, they have done inst- It's now instantaneous fast travel with the Series oh. X. So what a game changer for you know a brilliant game, but like that whole loading thing. I'm I'm looking forward to that change. But yeah, let's let's. Actually, on that note, remind me to ask Jace when he's back from a special assignment how he feels about the chance that he might end up replaying The Witcher 3 for the... How many many times is it now? Um, Uh, And, you know, just if fast travel is going to change the way he plays it. Maybe even slice off hours of gameplay. Well, Jace, there's probably like a thousand more little question marks around the map that you haven't visited because that game is like crazy with the amount of little quests... That, that appear on your screen. Like, he finished all the game, all the DLC, but um, I'm sure there's a lot more to do. Yep, okay. We'll definitely ask him that next week. But just before we kick off on launches of yesteryear, um, let's take a look at actually what's coming to the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X in just a couple of days' time because uh, November 10th for the Series X and Series S and the 12th for the PlayStation 5 is not that far away. It's middle of next week. Yep. So... Um, we can see that there's some big title, third-party titles coming uh, day of... Or is it day of launch? Or within yeah. day of launch, um, which is like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Borderlands 3. I thought we were already up to 3. 
Yeah, it's like an update. So some of these games, so I think most of the games we're going to go through, interestingly enough, are either on the current consoles or are versions that are going to be on both. Yeah. Uh, but there's enhancements. Like I know Borderlands 3, they've been really touting the enhancements to the game. I saw something recently, um, Ark, the Xbox had a video on their YouTube channel that I watched yep. with the kids and the kind of current Xbox to the next Xbox comparison. Uh, it nice. looks so impressive, the changes. So, yeah, some of these are kind of uh, are going both both gens here. Yep. Well, Call of Duty Black Ops, um, Cold War is coming, uh, Dirt 5 for on uh, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, which I've got to say I've been really tempted to pick up on my Xbox One, and apparently it's one of those smart delivery games, so... When I get the new one, that's a nice upgrade. I really like that idea. Um, Watch Dogs yeah. Legions. I know Jace will be happy about that one. I know you'd be happy possibly about Just Dance 2021. <laughs> you love a good the, dance the, game, don't you? Yeah. I'm, you know what? The, these new dance games with the phones, it's not for me where you've got to hold the phone yeah. in your hand. I, I, I was a Connect boy, and we'll hear about that with the launch kind of history of the consoles later on. I love the dancing on the Connect games. Another one is Destiny 2. The new expansion is um, coming yeah, out on launch with um, Xbox as well. And, and like, uh, even like Devil May Cry 5 as well. Yeah, well, Devil May Cry 5 was probably my favourite game of last year. Um, and I, I think, you know, it's, it's such an incredible action game. I'm not going to play yeah. it again. Um, yeah. But like, I, I, I think it's awesome that that's kind of coming at launch. And I know not really kind of our, our thing, but like Fortnite has got current, like new console enhancements yeah. straight away. I think that's going to be that's gonna a be game huge. that people, yeah, it's going to be huge. And I'm sure, we'll, you know, Rocket League and all that as well. We'll be playing a lot of the same things, won't we? Yeah, exactly. And then our poor old Cyberpunk got delayed to, to my birthday, celebration yes. time, uh, December 10. <laughs> but um, interesting that all those titles we just mentioned, <laughs> half of them we're already playing. So this launch is going to be a really funny launch because if you look at um, some more of the titles uh, coming down, like Xbox has uh, exclusive versions of uh, Forza Horizon 4, Gears 5, Gears Tactics, Grand yeah, well, Gears Tactics. Yeah, Gears Tactics is currently only on PC as well, so yeah, that's a, that is exciting. Like for console players, like I played it on PC. Um, I, I've said it plenty of times. I think you and Jace would absolutely love that game. It played so well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and like I, I know going further down, like Tetris Connected, like it's a yeah, it's a game that is currently on, on other platforms at the moment. But the connected version is the multiplayer suite yep. of it that isn't, and that looks incredible. I'm really looking forward to that. I um, mean, and funnily enough, with that, I heard like the whole idea of Tetris Connected, just to go off on a quick aside, yeah, of course, is that it's this really chill game. Um, yeah. But there is a mode in it, which is a competitive mode, that they're only going to have one day a week where you can play it because they don't oh, wow. want people to get really kind of competitive with uh. it. So I, I, whatever day of the week that falls, probably Saturday or Sunday or the day after in Australia because it's normally yeah. Americanized. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really I mean, keen on day that. Of Tetris, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and the whole, enough. Oh, sorry, go ahead. You go, you go. I was going to say, funnily enough, you look at PlayStation 5, though, um, those titles are a real mix. Like Astro's Playroom is brand new. Demon's Souls is not. <laughs> um, but it's an enhanced version and it does look like yeah. really good, I've yeah. got to say. Yeah, not, it's, not, it's, not my bag. No, but funny how we're, we're farming old stuff to, to give it a new look. But then Spider-Man Miles Morales is essentially Spider-Man remastered with like some new content, which is, and then it's still releasing on the PS4. 
Well, that's, um, that's where I'm going to be playing it. I'm going to play it on PS4. Yeah. I'm, I'm not picking up a PlayStation straight away. I wasn't able to, you know, go that. I didn't want to go that way straight away. There wasn't anything coming out that yeah. kind of jumped out at me. Um, the Sackboy, a big adventure, if I were to have a PlayStation, besides yep. Miles Morales, that would probably be my be day one. one. That would have been my day one um, what about purchase. Bugsnacks is going to be um, PlayStation Plus. So that's going to be part of ah. your subscription, which I think is the way to do it. So I, I've got a PS Plus account. I'm just going to be you know, adding those to my library. So when I do get a PS5 um, eventually, I will not play Bugsnacks because that game looks like it's going to give me nightmares. The creatures I thought that really was you. I couldn't remember if it was you or Jace. Yeah. No, that was me. That looked creepy, man. No, no thank you. No, thank and you at all. And then Godfall, which has been getting all this advertising lately, which is really strange. Um yeah, no, interesting selection of games when you look at it overall. I, I think um, uh, another one for Jace that's coming to the Xbox is Yakuza Like a Dragon. So I think you'll be quite excited. And there's other titles there that we haven't mentioned. But yeah, interesting the ones that, line up. Yeah, like for me with the Xbox, like I said, Tetris is going to be like a, it's, that's a Game Pass game, but that's going to be the one that I'm really probably spend a lot of time with straight away. But I'm getting Assassin's Creed Valhalla, um, which. You know, that's kind of funny because I know we'll yeah. talk about it later, but I'll just say it now. Like with the Xbox One, Assassin's Creed Black Flag um, was one of my first, like it was a launch title I picked up and the, a game that I just played to death um, when I first got my Xbox, um, current Xbox. So um, it's funny to be doing that again with the new Assassin's Creed because throughout yeah. the rest of the generation, I have not finished an Assassin's Creed game. I probably bought three of them. The one I yeah. probably spent the most time with was... Um, oh, what was the Origins? Egypt one called? Yeah, Origins, Origins. thank you. Um, but even that, like, I really liked the game, but it was just it was just too bloated, and this might yeah. be the same, but I love the discovery mode. That discovery mode, the, yeah. the kind of learning mode of that um, was brilliant, so that was kind of more it. But, yeah, Assassin's Creed kind of jumping in, funnily mm. enough, for me. That's a good segue, as any, because, funnily enough, Black Flag, I got three years later through games with gold and game pass and stuff um and strangely enough i've not gone into it the way you guys have because i got my xbox one a lot later so let's kick it off we're using the xbox one as our starting one you had um assassin's creed black flag because i came later to my xbox one what draw drew me in was actually titanfall i played it some other people's houses big mechs bit of a shooter um i like a shooter from time to time and I probably played that the least. I played a little bit with you guys. It was fun, but yeah, moved on. Yeah, um, well, with, with the launch of the Xbox, I got the... Um, FIFA was the pack-in, uh, which yep. was really nice because I probably haven't... Like, since, like when I was younger, I, I've told stories before, my brother and I would play FIFA to absolute, you know, like all hours of the night. And um, my mate Steve and I, Steve being a FIFA champion of Australia five times, played a lot of FIFA <laughs> with him, but... Like, yeah. FIFA wasn't the kind of thing that I would play on my own a lot, but getting it with the console, yeah, it was kind of like Assassin's Creed uh, was the one that I bought, but FIFA was the pack-in, and I played that so much. And the first um, downloadable game I got, I was like straight away as well, was Peggle 2, which funnily enough is probably out of all the downloadable games I've ever had on my Xbox One, the one that I have played the longest period of time. Like I've, I've played that, you know, maybe a few months ago, just put it on yeah. every now and then, and such a simple game and such a fun kind of chill game to play. Yeah, true. Yeah, a good bit of Peggle's always fun. Um, okay, let's jump around in our console history. I'm going to chuck one out, and then I'll let you chuck uh, oh. a, a console out. So I'm going to go way back in the Wayback Machine 
to the first console I purchased for myself because my brother bought our first console. He's younger than me. He got the Master System and it had built-in Alex Kidd yep. in Miracle World. But my first console was the Mega Drive and it was all because of Sonic 2. Oh. And you know what? That game paid off in spades. What about you? I'll prob- look, the first console I remember not buying myself, but being there with my mum. We went to um, Shalora Shopping Centre, Big W. So this is in, in Sydney. Um, and I, I, I remember it vividly being in the, like walking to the checkout, holding an Atari 2600 box. Wow. Um, and I've still got the, that's, that's, I've still got that console. I had a console before it, which was, I don't know the name of it, but it was something that you controlled with little, um, like twisting. Yes. Knobs. I um, remember those. And I've still got that one too. It's wired to the um, actual console, the controllers. Yeah. Um, I don't, and that came packed in with all these little racing games and things. Yes. But the that wasn't 2600, was it? No, 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 it wasn't. It's not a branded kind of console that, you know, in the history books of video games as well. No, yeah, but was, I still remember it. Yeah, um, but look, we can pull it out one time when you're here, Jono. But um, look, yeah, Atari 2600, I remember playing it at a friend's, um, family friend's place and, you know, wanting Pitfall and, yeah, getting it. Yeah. And, you know, still having that. And um, and there was another game, um, oh, some game with a guy with a jetpack. It's a pink cartridge um, case i remember the game vivid so vividly can't remember what it was called but um some jetpacky guy game as well that was kind of where that that kind of all started you go next all right um so the next console because i went pc for years after my uh, mega drive and the next console for me would have been um actually i could talk pc but you know we'll stick to consoles for the moment um was the dreamcast sticking to the sega theme Yep. And my two launch titles for the Dreamcast, I couldn't have chosen better. They were Sonic Adventure, which unfortunately is probably not aged as well, but was, you know, Sonic in 3D yeah. at that time and was amazing. Um, and Soul Calibur, which has aged well because that was a near perfect arcade port. That was brilliant. I still love that to this day. Yeah, it, that's interesting, isn't it? Like you think about launch titles, like throughout the history of video games and uh, fighting games and car racing games, have yep. kind of been a staple. Like Killer Instinct's been there, Tekken's been there. Yeah, um, I'm sure there's been a Street Fighter somewhere along the way as well, oh, or a totally. version of it. Um, we had Killer Instinct. I'm pretty sure was on the Xbox One as well. Um, yep. A Fight Night. I know that's not like a side side kind of fighting game, but Thank Fight you. Night was huge that was like i remember going to steve's place and playing that um on the 360 and when i got my 360 i might as well talk about that now yeah um you know for as most people like you know playing it to kind of continue playing halo 2 like transferring it over from xbox yeah. uh, the original xbox uh, but the fight night demo was just something i played to death but the yeah. other games i got with the 360 i got a pack in um i got cameo perfect dark and there was some other game it might have been call of duty um, but I remember yep. playing those ones. And like Cameo was a sort of game that there is no way I would have bought this game. Yeah. But it was a launch game. It was a pack-in and I played it. And I remember Perfect Dark. I did the first stage. I'm like, this is amazing. Second stage, I hated it. And I never finished yeah. it. I that, never fin- I, that was as far as I got. And I, I, yeah. I'm glad you said that because the 360 for me was very similar. It was Perfect Dark Zero and exactly the same experience. To this day, I still haven't gone back to play it. In fact, I don't even know where my copy is. And then, um, but my other title I probably played the crap out of, and that was Project Gotham 3, because I love the Project Gotham series, and that game was fantastic. Was that the one that had Sydney in it? 
No, that was two, and that was back on the ah, original Xbox. Yeah, yeah, cool. I remember that. I remember that one very well. Speaking In, of Xbox yeah. 360, though, um, another launch for the Xbox 360 was Connect. Now, yes. I I wasn't planning on getting a Connect, truthfully, straight like at least straight away. Yeah. I, I like the idea of it, um, but our, our house got struck by lightning. Um, like just not that long before the launch yeah. and part of the power surge was that the Xbox fried on oh, the 360. I so remember that. I got, you know, Todd Insurance and they gave, you know, go and buy a new Xbox. That's, you know, they took it in, TV, whatever it was else that got broken. And um, I remember going to Harvey Norman over at, um, uh, on near Macquarie uh, Centre. Yeah, yeah, on Epping Road, North Ride. I was at Macquarie Centre and went in and I got the Connect with the 360 um, and then Dance Central, like that was amazing, and there was a yeah. fit, fitness game. Um, oh, I can't remember Your what it was called. Fitness? That's the one. Yeah, we yep. played a bit of that, but Dance Central was where it was at. John, like, oh nice. man, I, I love me some dancing games. Before that, I had the dance pad for Dance, yeah, dance Revolution. I, that. <laughs> I had two of them. I didn't need them anymore because Dance Central was the business. Um, and I, I think you know, I know the Connect is a bit of a laugh. You know, when you think about the history of video games yeah. now and the connect packed in with the xbox one was kind of part of the demise of the xbox one well not demise yeah. but the, the reason that playstation really just were able to undercut the price in such yeah. a big way um but but even there with the xbox one like there was a dance central i can't remember what it's called but it was something else a new a new version of it yeah um but that that initial dance central with the did original you, xbox connect version loved did it. you ever get star wars connect no, I didn't. It, I, that's funny. That's one of the probably a handful of console Star Wars games that I've never played. Uh, there's lots of mobile Star Wars games I've never played. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a couple of PC ones. But that did not look good ever. I, I, there was a demo which I tried. Yeah. I mean, there was something to do with, I think, a Rancor, and I just remember it not being responsive. Oh, and that was the thing with the Connect. It's meant to be yeah. really bad. Yeah. Well, the thing with the Connect was like Dance Central work because you're just kind of flailing your body around. And if yeah. it didn't read you well, it didn't matter because it made you feel like you were doing better than you probably were. Yeah. <laughs> but those other games where it was precise, it, it no, didn't, it didn't work, work for well. me. Yeah. What's next for you, John? Another, another launch console. Well, I'm going to quickly um, jump in on a Connect. I got a Connect later and I got a couple of games with it. And for me, the one that I enjoyed the most before I never really touched the Connect again was um, Fruit Ninja. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you know what? Swapping your arm left and right, it's all you need. It's fantastic. Um, but the next console for me was the Xbox. So Dreamcast, when it died out, all the sequels to its games ended up on the Xbox, which is why I bought an Xbox, which was such a strange choice at the time. And my three packing games for that were um, Project Gotham, which was awesome because I'd played Metropolis Street Racer on Dreamcast and Project Gotham is the spiritual sequel of it. And then Dead or Alive 3, which I ended up really enjoying uh, yep. more than I expected to. And then, but the title that really won it for me in the end and totally sold me on Xbox, Halo. Yeah, and that was it yeah. for me. I bought, a, I bought an Xbox because of Halo. Yeah. Um, you know, that was, I bought it a bit later, but yeah, that was kind of the game was, yeah, it was Halo. And, and like, I guess part of the launch of Xbox was that whole online working, um, you know, the whole system link just being so much easier than ah. PC kind of gaming in, of the time that we, we, you know, 
I don't know about you, but dabbled in from time to time. It was yeah. just so hard to do. But that was, was just like ease of access. It was awesome. Well, I, I still remember because Xbox Live was a year after the launch of um, the Xbox. But I remember the first weekend, or maybe it was the second weekend I had my Xbox, I took it around to a mate's place that I was working with at the time and showed him Halo. And I had two controllers. By the end of that weekend, we had four controllers. Yep. Or I had four controllers. Cheap buggers. And, but it actually convinced the rest of them to all go buy Xboxes. So within a month and a half, we were in one house, um, all going over there on the weekend, all lugging 51 or 34 centimeter TVs because, you know, there weren't flat panels back then and networking them. Yep. And System Link was just amazing. I remember having a very cool weekend that my, when my mum went away um, yeah. when, when the, around that time and friends bringing over TVs and just setting up the lounge room like oh. that. And we just game for ages. It was very cool. It was so good. Yeah. Time, time, yeah. Different times. All right. Um, we've covered all the Xbox consoles now, right? So wh where do you want to go next? Okay, I'm going to take it in a slightly different direction. I'm intrigued to see what you say on these. I'm actually going to jump into my f the first hand handheld I bought for myself, and that actually wasn't until the Game Boy Advance. So I was at Toys R Us, like the Xbox, and yep. um, the Game Boy Advance was about to be released, I think, like a couple of months after I started with them. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to get one. And for me, and looking back at the, the launch titles that happened then, there's a few that I missed that I wish even now I picked up, but I got Super Mario Advance and yeah. I got Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 and they were amazing examples of how cool the Game Boy Advance was. Tony Hawk on Game Boy Advance. It That's is super cool. so good. <laughs> it, you, you do not, it, it's isometric for you, but you feel like you're playing the 3D version. Um, yeah. It shouldn't translate as well as it does, and it is absolutely amazing. That's awesome. I, um, I, I love the idea of that. Let's um, play it sometime, because the best way to play it, on a GameCube with the Game Boy Advance player on the bottom. Um, nice. Yeah, up on the TV. It's really cool. Very cool. Um, How about you? I, the handheld? Yeah, I remember handheld. I remember getting a Game Boy um, about the time we were, we were going to visit some family in Melbourne, um, and my mum... I think it was like Christmas or something, bought me a Game yeah. Boy and I had Tetris and nice. Super, Super Mario, was it Super Mario Land? Land, I think it was. yeah. I think yeah it was which too. I love that game. I used to play that game just through over and over again. I, I just nice. really loved it. But uh, the funny thing I remember about the launch of the, like when I first had the Game Boy was um, I was never very good at Tetris. So that was the first time I really ever played it. Um, and like to this day, I still love it. And like I said, that's going to be another launch game um, on the current yeah. Xbox next week. But um, I remember being in Melbourne, waking up the, the one of the days that we were there, and my mum and my auntie are sitting in the kitchen, uh, huddled over this Game Boy, playing Tetris. And then that was kind of my mum's, you know, little stint of her life where she really got into Tetris. And she plays phone games still now occasionally, but um, like there was a long period where she didn't touch a game again. But yeah, the Game Boy... Um, you know, launch title there that I got really holds a you know nice place oh. in my heart in terms of the memory of my mum, the non-gamer, you yeah. know, really getting into games. It's it's funny. I think Tetris goes down as almost one of the the seminal packing launch titles ever because that thing sold more Game Boys than anything else. Um, well, it's, it's a really good example of a, a good packing. Do you want to do the natural segue from there over to the Wii then, Jono? Because oh. that's that's a bit of an obvious one, right? 
It was. I, 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 there was nobody that didn't have a Wii and didn't have Wii Sports. Yep. And that game sold the concept of the Wii in amazing ways. And yeah, I remember that. It's, I remember that so well that I can't actually tell you what other title I brought with my Wii. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I remember um, the first time I saw a Wii and, you know, some, someone showed me, um, there was a Zelda, which one was it, Twilight Princess or something? I saw that uh, at E3 the year before. Yeah. Being so excited about playing possibly that and jumping into my first Zelda game. And to this day, I think... I think I now own a copy somewhere. I've still yet to play it. But oh, it's, man. No. It, it, I, that, that, that was the funny thing, right? This was like, you know, this kind of revolutionary game. But, but man, the motion controls just turned me off it in the biggest way. But Wii yeah. Sports was unbelievable. Bowling was where it was at, right? Yeah, oh, bowling, bowling and tennis. Yep. Oh, te- tennis, that, I, I kind of... You, you could get some frustration with tennis, but bowling was super chill. Um, something that anybody could play... And yeah, I, I just had well, a lot, lot of fun with that. So I was working at JB and I remember managing the launch of that and we were going through consoles like there's no tomorrow and we had a couple left over in the back that I would, you know, <laughs> I got to admit, I, I was I was funny when it came to stuff like this. If I had a box at the back there, if there was someone nice came in asking for one and we knew we only had a couple left, we were like, yeah, sure, you got it. If if you were like, you know, a real rat bag and going, oh, I really need it, and, you know, what do you mean you haven't got one, then you didn't get it. <laughs> it also meant that I got one at the end of that day because I decided not to buy one, and by the end of the day, went, you know what, I'm purchasing one. Took nice. it around to my um, family home uh, to visit my parents, and that evening, I think we all played, um, yeah, tennis and bowling on Wii Sports for the whole evening, and it was lots of fun. And my family... Um, do and don't play games, and this yep. had the whole family playing it, so it was good. Yeah, yeah it's it, not many other games have just sold. Yeah, you know, a console, and and really, how many people would have bought a Wii and only had that game? Really, I, I imagine there would be yeah. lots and lots oh, of people. Tons. Um, just quickly with the Wii, uh, with the Wii, Wii U. So I, I didn't yeah. buy a Wii U. I won a Wii U. Yes, yeah, I remember this at an IGN <laughs> at an IGN event. Um, thank you, IGN, for that. Um, it was, it was, you know, a bit of karma because it was nice, nice karma my way. Because they were, they forgot about the um, the giveaway, and I reminded That's the right. guy at the door, and the guy's like, "Oh crap, we got to go and do that." He runs in, and uh, you know, so many people had left by that stage; they were pulling out names. Nobody was there, and anyway, <laughs> I, I win this Wii U, um, and it came with Nintendo Land as a pack-in, um, and. That, that had some really fun mini games. Yeah. There was my favorite one being this kind of Donkey Kong esque one where you would um, move it the, um, the Wii U pad, that terrible screen thing that really. <laughs> like, the when the I precursor had it, to the Switch. <laughs> it was really fun at the time, but geez, it wasn't um, a good kind of thing in retrospect. Uh, but you would like slide it left and right, like what you do with a phone game sort of thing. But it was. Yeah. And you and press the buttons and blow into it and all that. So it kind of showed off everything. Um, that was fun, and um, just continuing the Nintendo route with the Switch. I got the Mario Odyssey Switch, the red one. Um, so did I. Yep, and that's kind of, you know, that was, I know Breath of the Wild was kind of driving everyone crazy. Everyone loved it. I borrowed a, um, a Switch for a couple of days off Ben. Um, yep. but, yeah, no, I it was, um, but yeah, Mario Odyssey was the tipping point I was waiting for. And I spoke about it on the podcast forever ago, waiting for a special edition Mario one. Um, so that was that was very cool. Unfortunately, when it comes to the Switch, mine's the same. Breath of the Wild and um, and Super Mario Odyssey were my first two games on the Switch. But um, 
they're still in my pile of shame. I have not played much of them. And not because I didn't enjoy them, but I I don't know. <laughs> I, I really want to get back to both of them, but yeah. It's funny with the Mario games like that. Like they're they're like kind of like with the with the Wii. I remember Mario. Um, oh, what was it? Galaxy, Galaxy and Galaxy Two. Like there's sorts of games that I just fall right down that rabbit hole in, and just yeah, you know, I play nothing but for the longest time. And I guess that leads me into the SNES, which was Super Mario World. Like nice. one of the greatest games ever. One of my favorite games still to this day. A game that I can play and happily kind of repeat things that I've done hundreds of times um, in a game that I'll probably play many more times in my future. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, um, continuing with Nintendo then, the DS. Uh, the DS was another launch console at uh, Toys R Us for me. And I got it. I, I, it came with Metroid Prime Hunter's First Hunt, which was like a, a multiplayer demo, really sort of showing off the multiplayer aspects of the, the DS. Um, so I remember playing that a little bit, but the other two games I got with it were, um, of course, Super Mario 64 DS, which was really cool to see, you know, a yeah. 3D game handled on a on a handheld, and um, Project Rub, a, a, a funny <laughs> Sega a title, funny Sega title that had a girl in a bikini in silhouette on the cover, and yet was probably one of the most innocent collection of mini games you've ever seen that never really strayed towards anything um, sus, unlike its launch partner, a title from Ubisoft called Sprung, which was a dating game. So yeah. That is so funny. They, they, they obviously didn't want you to know that, though, because with a title like Project Rub, they're kind of, you know, going, well, maybe people will be interested in this. It's a touch screen and exactly. touch away. I, I did not get Sprung, but I really, really <laughs> enjoyed Project Rub, which in the US was... Um, <laughs> Was known as Feel the Magic XYXX. That's just as good. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's a very, very strange launch title. Um, I didn't have a DS, but I got we got our son a 3DS, and yep. the only game on it I ever bought for myself, a little guilty pleasure on the side when he was asleep and play, <laughs> um, was the Batman Arkham. I think it was Arkham City Blackgate, which yep. I didn't play all the way through, but you know, it was a it was a cool game for a handheld. Yeah, um, and that, that, that sounds like a real knock at the game. It was a fun game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we covered a lot of the big ones that we've both played. I know there's more. Oh, PS2. Well, I, there's another Xbox console, which was the 64, which I think only came out... Nintendo with... console. Nintendo console, uh, sorry, uh, Unless yes. you're giving Microsoft some extra credit there. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a story there, isn't there? Anyway, um, then there's 64. I think it only came released with like two or three games. But yeah. one of them was Super Mario 64, which, what, yeah. what, 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 what else did you need at the time? That was like oh, that was so far, far and away. And I know we've had comments on this podcast before. We have, um, you know, where I've, I've said, and I still stand by, like that game really revolutionised the three D um, landscape and platforms. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it, it's not the sort of game that I would go out and play now. Um, yeah. But man, that game was unbelievable and those first few stages that racing that's i remember that well, it was like a second or third stage where you started sliding down the the race against the penguin just loving that and kind yeah. of you know exploiting the kind of jumps and things off the side the music is just playing in my head right now that there out of all the games you've probably gone through um in terms of the next generation or jump yeah that probably was the biggest for me 
Do, do you know what sold it for me on the N64? I loved Mario. I thought it was fun because I didn't own one, but I played a, friend, a mate's one when he got it um, the weekend of launch. But for me, um, it was Wave Race and the yeah. wave physics were just amazing. Like you'd never seen anything like that before. And now it's we take it for granted. Well, um, we take it for granted, but when I got Assassin's Creed Black Flag, I used to love going yeah. on the boat and playing, you know, Sally Brown, the song, uh, singing the sea shanty and just looking at the water and just be like, this is unbelievable. And yeah. just showing my mum and, you know, people coming over, like Ali's parents, non-gamers, I'm just showing them, yeah. look at the, this, is, look at the graphics, it looks so yeah. real. Um, and it's only got better since then, but... Man, you're right. Water physics is the third pillar. It's it's fighting games, yeah, <laughs> racing. Um, racing, and water physics in some sort of game as well. Yeah, taking taking you to the next level into generational jump. Ah, oh, tell me about it. All right, let's let's wrap it up with Sony's offerings because we've skipped a few of those. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna jump in with a strange one: the PSP. Okay. I, I played the PSP for the first time in Australia because uh, at Toys R Us, we imported some from the States um, from a, a guy that we knew so that we could show off some demo ones to help with our pre-orders. But then that was the year I went to E3. So yep. I actually bought my PSP a few months in advance of Australia getting them when I was in the US. And nice. for me, it was Ridge Racer. Ridge Racer. Ridge was Racer. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, I was so determined to also get Untold Legends and somehow I never bought that game ever. What's Untold Legends? Um, it was kind of like Di- Diablo. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, someone else had shown me. I played it for a, f- a few minutes on theirs and uh, never got around to buy it. I, I've, never, I've never owned a PlayStation Portable console, like like any of them, uh, yeah. the handhelds. Um, but yeah, no, I have... We've had all the others. My brother and I, um, I think we bought a PS2 together. Yeah, uh, I got SSX was was my jam then. That was yeah. the kind of big one, and you know it's tricky and all that sort of like yep. after with that um, kind of coming along. Uh, but yeah, and um, the original PlayStation, I remember getting Wipeout and just loving that at the beginning, um, cool. and then realizing that I wasn't very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> and the PS, um, the PS3 or PS2, I'm pretty sure. Was it Uncharted? Was it a launch game? No, that was PS2. PS3, sorry, um, yep. was Uncharted. And that wasn't, I don't know if it was a launch game, but I I think it was after it. launch, but yeah. yeah I bought it. Um, I remember buying the PlayStation and not knowing what games to buy. Um, and then I bought Uncharted like a day yeah. later or something. So I kind of just had a console with nothing until while I was making a decision. Uh, and, and that's kind of had my love affair with the Uncharted series ever since. Um, and the PS4 for me, was um it was a funny one because PS4 there was the um PlayStation Plus offering because I picked that up later yeah um, PS4 later it was this game Deadly Tower of Monsters was my you, you first game that. I really got into it I loved it it was such a weird title it was this kind of um action adventure game where the camera at time it was kind of it was kind of isometric, but as you were, you were just climbing a tower the whole game, and the tower was not very wide, so you, your camera was kind of above you all the time, and it had okay. this awesome um, like kind of premise to it, which was you were on a TV show, but an old kind of, you know, 40s or something kind of, you know, Buck Rogers-esque kind of sci-fi oh, TV oh. show with a narrator, and you'd fight enemies that would be like, um, people in costumes so you'd see strings uh, but there'd be lasers <laughs> and stuff it was it had such a cool um gimmick to it and yeah. yeah that was kind of a weird 
probably out of all my launch history, the weirdest one, uh, PlayStation yeah. 4, Deadly Tower of Monsters. What about some other PlayStation ones for you, Jono? Oh, well, see, the PlayStation 2 was a uh, console my dad won. Oh, wow. And he How won did he win the, that? Um, Christmas raffle oh, nice. at work. <laughs> yeah, and it was, it was funny because I hadn't planned on buying one, even though there was quite a few titles I thought I'd like to play. And I think the game that he ended up, I think he got it with this, was Spy Hunter. Oh, cool. So that was my launch title for my yeah. PS2, even though it wasn't. Um, the PS3, again, I got a lot later, and what ended up becoming my launch title for it was uh, you lending me Uncharted. Nice. And absolutely loving it. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it's funny how that went. I never owned a PlayStation 1, but I did play other people's. And, yep. you know, Tekken uh, was always a big one, and so was uh, Wipeout and Ridge Racer. Yeah. So I absolutely love those. Um, but, yeah, uh, really like to have a PS4 one of these days for myself. I've already got, you know, a selection of games I, I want to play on it. But um, maybe one day. We'll wait and see. Yeah. And it's uh, funny, though, isn't it? Like, going through this kind of history, and I'm sure there's consoles we've missed and things, but, yeah. um, like, just the old, the whole idea of nowadays, like, you're buying this new console for the opportunity, I feel, like with the Xbox Series X, to play your current games just as like, in the best way possible. Yeah. Whereas before, and like, you know, you've got like controllers that are forwards and backwards compatible and things like yeah. that and accessories and all that. And I know Nintendo dabbled in that um, for, you know, and Sega did with the kind of um, consoles, with the um, add-ons to consoles and all that. Like this has been part of gaming history for a long yeah. time, but... Like I said, like with Super Mario 64, that that jump was astronomical. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if we'll, like, I, I know the teraflops and all that is very impressive, but I, I wonder if we'll ever see anything like that again. Maybe the VR space or, or kind of a different direction, like Nintendo um, will mm. do that. They, they, you know, they seem to be the ones with the kind of out there ideas where yeah. the others kind of play it a little bit more safe. But um, yeah, it's it's an interesting kind of thing, launch history. I think these days the um, the way we tend to measure the success of a console often is less on the titles that came with it on launch and more to do with the titles that hit towards uh, its later days. It's, you know, second, third, fourth year in because yeah. you, you get that title that, you know, really defines that particular console or that generation of consoles. Um, I think we're going to see that a lot here as well. I think it's interesting, like with, with the Xbox... Um family of consoles like seeing gears of war like that series evolve over you know even on the same platform like going from gears one to gears two to gears three to whatever judgment, um, judgment to now, yeah yeah like like the the graphical improvements within the same console generation you're right yeah. like from what they had the, were able to do at the beginning to the end we're going to see some really amazing things here, I think. And oh, particularly, and we've said this before, and surely they're going to do it when they step away from doing both generations and they're just going to go, all right, from now on, it's just Series X and it's just PlayStation 5, which Sony seems a bit more kind of focused on already than Xbox yeah. does. But yeah, it's been a good discussion, Jono. It really has. So let's wrap it up with one last thing. I really want to hear from our audience um, maybe what their favourite launch title was, or even a title that they, they bought a console for. Um, so if anyone's listening out there and you feel like writing in, remember use um, podcasts or um, at versusplayer.com or podcasts, it really doesn't matter which way you put it, at versusplayer.com and tell us what you think. Now, if you've been listening to the last two episodes, 
you'll know by writing in, whether it's on that topic or some other topic, you could be the brand new owner of a Halo Nerf MA40 assault rifle. That's right. I have a spare one to give away. <laughs> um, now, we're going to restrict it to the people that are um, in Australia. Um, so if you're an Australian resident, please, and you've got interesting things that you want to say about launch titles or anything to do with um, what we talk about versus player, please write in and you could be in the running to get to this awesome Halo Nerf MA40 assault rifle. So anything else you'd like to add, Joe, before we wrap up this podcast? There's something else that needs to be said, but not from me. We've got a, we've got a special guest that just jumped in right now. I am so sorry I joined late. I was, um, I was, so you do, you do these natal classes now with on Zoom, as in you, you can't go anywhere. You can't go to hospitals. They can't teach you stuff. So they teach you like how to like change a baby's nappy on Zoom. It's a, it's a wacky world we're living in. Um, I don't want to see what I'm here to talk about. Jeez, I don't want to see the close ups there. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. No, and when we said special assignment, that was probably the last thing our listeners were <laughs> expecting to be the special assignment. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, that's that's what was going on. Anyway, I had to sneak in right at the end. I saw uh, I saw the recording going on, and I thought I'd I thought I'd, I'd jump in there. Um, so we actually do have a writer in her for this week. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but our friend of the show, Brendan, chimed in, and he asks, "Oh, does Brendan does Brendan want a Halo uh, nerf?" MA40 um, if he does, then he has to write in again confirming that that's what he wants. Um, so, And this will prove whether or not he listens oh, well, to the entire show. Actually, if it's a good story, he's in the running. Um, well, it's not so much a story. It's more of a question of us. So the question he asks is, uh, that's good uh, too. what are your thoughts on all the Journey to the West games that are coming out? Uh, there's one on Game Pass, and there's also the Chinese MMO. Um, so Journey to the West, for those that don't know, is basically Monkey Magic. If you've ever seen Monkey Magic, there's a few different versions of it. Uh, used to watch it on the ABC That's when I was it. a kid. Yeah, and, and there, there's a show on Netflix, uh, The Legend of Monkey, and it is, I've spoken about it on the podcast before, it is one of the greatest yeah. um, family shows that I've watched for a very long time. We love it. We loved it. The the, the characters in it like are so different to the original, but so cool. Um, yeah, great show. Highly recommend it. Well, there's a few different versions that exist. I, I was watching the Japanese one when I was growing up. Apparently, Jen was watching a Chinese yeah, version when, when she was growing up. Um, but it seems to be going through some sort of resurgence lately, especially with this with this show that Joe is watching. Um, the the game that um, Brennan is referring to on Game Pass is called Unruly Heroes, um, which is a oh I didn't I think realize it's a co-op that. side scroller type game. It is, yeah. um, and okay. I haven't played it, but I've downloaded it. I'm looking forward to giving you a go. So that's on Game Pass. Um, but there is another Journey to the West MMO that's coming out, um, which if if it isn't out already, um, and that seems to be gaining quite a bit of traction at the moment. I'm, I'm guessing it's probably going to pop up on Steam. But then on top of that, there's another game called Black Myth Wukong. Um, looks which amazing. It does, right? There's a tech demo that's running around at the moment, and it kind of looks like a cross between Dark Souls and Monster Hunter. Um, but visually, oh, wow. it's incredibly impressive, and a lot of people are, are, are talking about this. Um, and then a long time ago, uh, there was a game which I actually can't recall the name of. I think it was just called... I think it may very well have just been called Journey. Um, but it was a, it was a side, no, sorry. It was like a third person, um, action game where, but it took place in the future. It was, it was, it was wacky. I had a really, really good time with it. So there's all sorts of monkey magic stuff going on, all sorts of journey to the West stuff going on. Um, I don't know. Have you guys, what do you guys think? 
I haven't played any of them, so I'm, I'm intrigued now. I, I'm, I'm tempted to look at that Game Pass title. Yeah, it I'll looks look good. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, like, how many games have we gotten in the kind of Norse mythology, um, you know, recently and Greek mythology? I think it's really cool to see, you know, different kind of, particularly like Asian stories that we don't, that, that don't have that kind of big push in some of the um, in, in gaming history that I've played anyway. I, I love the idea of it. I love being exposed to different things. And um, yeah, that's a story that I'm familiar with through a TV show that I'd watched <laughs> when I was young. So it's nice to get some different, um, you know, mythology with it. I'm sure it's that, that game that you mentioned, that Black Myth, what's it called? Black uh, Wukong. Black Myth Wukong, whatever it is. That is. I'm sure that's like, if it's anything like the games that it seems like, it's going to have lots of lore in it and, you know, you're going to learn a lot as you're going, um, I, I, I would imagine. But I think it's cool. And the character of Monkey, again, like I've seen in the TV show, is a really cool character. That staff thing that he's got and the kind of way that he fights and the fact that the spirit of Monkey is, um, what is it, Jace? Irrefutable? Irrefutable, <laughs> uh, that's it. Um, you know, like, <laughs> what a cool character to play as. I think it's great. It, yeah, it, it's. Oh, sorry, I was going to say it's. It's funny that it becomes such a big thing at the moment that even Lego has the Monkey Kid um, as a, a subline right now. So, um, yeah, no, I agree with you guys. It's. Uh, it's nice to see a different mythology being used to in pop culture because you're right. We've used Norse mythology a lot. We've used uh, Greek and Roman mythology a lot. Um, let's yeah, let's say, even even from like the sort of Asian culture perspective as well, it's it's predominantly Japanese and it's usually something to do with samurais or ninjas, right? You're very rarely going to yeah. get um, the the sort of Chinese mythology unless you're playing one of like the Romance of the Three Kingdoms games, which are you know these strategy titles. But um, you know the Total War series had had some some amazing um, uh, sort of Chinese and, and Wuja um, games sort of pop up. And the game that I was talking about before, by the way, was was a game called um, Enslaved Odyssey to the West. Yeah. It was actually made by Ninja oh, yeah. Ninja Theory, um, and I loved it. So that that's worth checking out as well if you're into this sort of stuff. Yeah, no, but definitely, like you said, it's been a um, series of. Uh, movies and things that has been huge in, in that kind of way but yeah in western games i like the idea of it i think it's cool yeah ditto um jace you missed out on us talking about uh launch games that came with consoles in the past seeing as how we're coming up onto launch so we'll be really interesting to hear next week um what your thoughts were on maybe some launch titles for consoles you bought way back when but probably more importantly, it'd be really interesting to hear what you're thinking of your new Xbox Series X, assuming there are no issues. And same for you, Joe, your Xbox Series X instead of the S. Um, this has been another episode of Versus Player. You can join us in the usual spots like Facebook, um, although not that often, Instagram, versusplayer.com, where you'll find some amazing articles that Joe's been writing up there to add to our list of fun field articles, as well as some uh, fun stuff on YouTube. I'm trying. Joe. Don't, don't, don't get like, you know, expect a heap and heap, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put up one thing a week. That's my goal. <laughs> so help us out. Give us a like that, and subscribe as the kids say on YouTube. <laughs> oh, we're not going to no, start doing that. No, are we? <laughs> <laughs> no we, but more importantly, we'd love to hear from you. If there's something you'd like to talk about or a, short, a story you'd like to share. And uh, like we said earlier, that could result in a fun field Halo Nerf assault rifle coming your way if you happen to live in Australia. Uh, we'll see you next week in the funny pages, as they say. See you soon. Hey!
This is... Player.